Hey everybody, welcome to the I Disagree Podcast. I'm Jordan Govern. And I'm Steve Shustick. And we just had an election. Yes. Some would say we're still having an election. I think all would say we're still having an election. As of now, uh, this is Wednesday night at 7.50 p.m. Pacific, and we still do not know who the President of the United States is. It looks like it's going to be Biden. Is that a fair thing to say? Knock on wood. Well, um... I'm I'm hesitant to, to to make too many declarations now the way things are changing so quickly. It's, but then again, like I'm sure the people listening at home are looking forward to going nanny nanny boo boo. Oh yeah. In a week, so if we say something wrong, so let's fucking go for it. I am going to preemptively declare victory for myself. I what? Th- oh, I won. Joe Jorgensen? Oh no, no, oh. no. So, I mean, the the best case scenario for me obviously would have been every single incumbent would have lost their jobs and we would have elected a third party. That didn't happen. So, I guess I lost in that sense. But in the most realistic, <laughs> in the you most lost very in, hard in that sense. In, in the uh, in the best case scenario of things that are realistic, it's looking like Joe Biden is going to narrowly win the presidency and go in there with a Senate, uh, Republican Senate, and Republicans gaining a few seats in the House. So it's going to be four years of gridlock, and they're not going to get anything done, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I do feel like that's kind of like the really shitty part about this election is it was not I was not expecting it to be close at all first off I well that's actually that's not fair to say I think I think uh my worst fears was that it was not going to be close and then the fact that it is uh this close is honestly further confirmation that we live in a state that has a bunch of people that will willingly support Trump yeah. Who is a complete fucking joke. See, it, Continuously a complete fucking joke, obviously. Uh, it, it appears that nobody on the left is going to take any self-reflection on this and realize that maybe spending four years telling half the country that they were Nazis and talking about defunding the police and burning cities down and saying crazy shit, maybe a lot of people didn't really like all that. All right, here's where I mean, where people we get- realize Trump's a fucking jackass, which is why he's losing. But it was not a blue wave. Trumpism and wokeism both got rebuked, as far as I'm concerned. And I think that's a victory for America. Okay, Steve, I feel... Okay, there's so much to say in this fucking episode. Like, fuck our whole Also, format. they legalized drugs. <laughs> yeah. Do we... I, I don't even know how we're supposed to, like, stick to the format of this podcast when literally all we're going to want to talk about is the election. Well, so. we'll get our hot takes out, then we can go to the, uh, okay, that the other good. stuff, and that stuff will probably lead into re- election-related stuff anyway. Okay, okay, perfect. That sounds good. Um... I have to agree with you in the sense that a lot of this vote for Trump is fueled by QAnon supporters 100%. That sentiment across the board, I think. I think it's a combination of people that are anti-woke. When I think QAnon, I think anti-woke. I think people that are like snowflake liberals, all of that shit, they all seem to be in the same camp of people, I think. Right? Uh, I don't, On top of conspiracy uh, theories... I feel like that's also some shit they love to say. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if you wanted to draw a Venn diagram, I think that normal... I hate Venn diagrams, Steve. You know I don't know how they work. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> if you wanted to draw two circles that overlapped randomly that neither one of us could accurately decipher, then I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of normal Americans that don't like Trump and are also fed up with wokeism. And there are a lot of... QAnon supporters that also happen to be fed up with wokeism, and I guess they would overlap somewhere, but I still that's two different groups of people. Because you look at Maine, yeah. Maine, oh God bless Maine. If 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 the results that we're looking at right now hold true, 
Maine uh, elected Biden for president uh-huh. and two Republican senators. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means, optimistically, I it, think it means we're mean? regaining sanity. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I disagree with that. So, yeah, Maine, uh, again, who knows what the numbers will look like tomorrow and who knows how much egg we'll be eating in a week. Egg will be eating. Egg on our face, I believe, is the <laughs> God. term. But so, uh, so you think this is Maine regaining sanity? Well, maybe inadvertently, but that's the way it's working. Because look at it like this. My, my biggest concern was my biggest concern uh, of Trump winning was Trump continuing to be the leader of the free world because he's sure. just mentally unfit. Yep. He's a crazy person who he, he just is unfit to have that much power. God, I love you. Big, you talk like this, Steve. My biggest concern about Biden winning the presidency was, yeah, he's a fairly normal guy, but how beholden is he going to be to the super woke wing? Like, are we like, well, guess what? Now it doesn't fucking matter. Court packing, that shit's off the table. Fucking how do you feel about that fan fucking tastic all right we got the crazy guy out of the white house and court packing and making dc a state and all this fucking phony woke bullshit all that shit's gone <laughs> the crazy guy behind behind the the oval office is gone all that shit like i, I i'm again is it we might can have we new declare? numbers tomorrow i was gonna say yeah. can we say that confidently i feel like i need no. a knock on I'm, I'm just gonna glue my hand to a plank yeah. of wood at this no, point no kidding but i mean you look at it so Besides, it, it just it couldn't it couldn't work out better for me personally. Just everything I wanted to come true, aside from fantasies of all the incumbents losing and the third party winning. Right. Realistically, it couldn't work out. They legalized drugs everywhere. Apparently, did you see Portland? Yeah, Portland legalized heroin. They apparently, de- I think they decriminalized. Yeah, yeah they yeah. decriminalized. I'm not like entirely hardcore sure what the difference is. I think it's just you can get. I a can ticket. tell you really quick. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's like decriminalization is just more of a harm reduction policy, whereas legalization is like you know do this and you won't face any sort of punitive measures. Right. Decriminalization is like yeah, like a ticket instead of like right. you know you're gonna go to prison for X amount of years. So all that's great. So if everything goes according to plan. The lunatic is out of the White House and no longer the most powerful man in the world. Joe Biden goes in with no mandate and an inability to do any of the far left crazy shit like court packing, making D.C. a state, the Green New Deal, all that insanity. Drugs are legalized and even super blue woke ass California not only rejected that that diversity initiative ballot measure fucking stomped it to the floor like even California is like okay this shit's going too far with this I haven't looked at any of the proposition I've been so focused on the presidential race I didn't even look at local shit. So that was when I was like, oh, my God, California's going to vote this shit in. No, and it's, it, from what I saw, not even close. Again, all this shit could change tomorrow. I yeah. don't know. But it's looking at right now that California rejected racist diversity policies. Drugs are being legalized across the country. The lunatic is out of the White House. And Joe Biden goes in with no mandate to do anything particularly crazy, lefty-wise. Yeah. I, I could not be happier. I think I agree with you on two, maybe three out of those points. All right. Which I feel... It's yeah, let's hear your hot take. That was mine. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it sounds like you're describing, like, a big win, sort of, for libertarians across the country. No, for me personally. Right. Well, you are a libertarian, I guess that's <laughs> yeah, why I said sure, that. Sure, yes. Yeah, you seem, you seem like, kind of happy. Although, Joe Jorgensen did not... Uh, I mean, Joe Jorgensen, like, a decent amount of votes. She got... A, and that's something I want to come to later in, in one of the disagree mails. But I, I do have some comments on, on that as well. Yes. 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 Um, okay, so... I guess if I could have, well, first off, I just want to say 
I, I think uh, your characterization of the propo- the the proposition <laughs> of the proposition crocosition, if yes, you ask me. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God, I said exactly too soon. Classic. <laughs> but I I feel like uh, your characterization of that proposition was not fair. If anyone, I mean, we have some international listeners, I know this, shout out Eric and uh, other people that are listening and tuning in that that have no idea probably what was on the California ballot, but Mm -hmm. there was a proposition that was um, proposing that race be taken into consideration uh, when hiring, right? Basically. Right. So it's like a more holistic hiring process is how I would phrase it. Particularly, I believe, for government positions and contracts, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So a lot of people were colloquially sort of referring to this as an extension of affirmative action in the workplace, kind of, is like how people are just, you know, speaking about it when they're just hanging out, as we say. And so I would disagree with you entirely, uh, but we already probably knew that. And I don't know if we really need to delve into that when there's a whole presidential election to talk about. We can circle back Fair to enough, that proposition. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that, yes. that's uh, to me, that's I mean, that, that goes in the W column, but I ain't even worrying about that one right now. Sure, but. sure. So I guess my hot take real quick would be uh, last night I was fucking terrified um, by the words that Trump said. More so than the results of the election, it was what he said Mm -hmm. when he said it that I found to be terrifying. On top of that, all of the votes that were still for him, the fact that it's everyone saying this, the fact that it is this close is fucking horrifying. In 2016, everybody was like, yeah, that was 2016. People, Mm -hmm. you know, took our democracy for granted. They, like, didn't come out to vote. This year, unprecedented Mm -hmm. amount of votes. Yeah. Every time anybody was talking about crazy voter registration numbers, nobody was talking about whether those were Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> and last night we learned a lot of them were Republicans. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that fucking terrifies me. So when he came out and he said, stop counting the ballots, uh-huh. I was like, I need to leave this country, well, which is obviously an alarmist response. Very much. Yes. But that's. But again, we'll see. But that's so fascist. That's such fascist shit that I will never forget. I will never forget where I was when I heard him say that. With 50 fucking flags all bunched together. Mm-hmm. The the funny thing, too, is uh, they want to stop the vote count in Michigan. And it's like, counting the votes is the only way you have a chance to catch up, stupid. <laughs> Do you not know how numbers work, you idiot? Yeah. But can I, can I also just say, this is my favorite retweet and and commentary on twitter i mean obviously twitter is just going completely insane (laughs) but but there's this uh there's this guy renato mariotti who i don't know if you follow him but he's a former federal prosecutor he's a legal analyst and and he's just like so smart he was a guest on Mueller. she wrote in daily beans like many a times and Mm -hmm. a friend of the pod for sure he's brilliant but he retweeted trump's tweet that said 12 hours ago uh, again, postmark 8.02 p.m. on Wednesday night. We're talking about this. So Donald Trump, not the fucking president, said 12 hours ago. Well, he's still president until January 15th. Fuck that. He said, but you're right. He said, <laughs> he said, how come every time they count mail-in ballot dumps, they are so devastating in their percentage and power of destruction? Question mark. First off, horrible tweet. Mm. Very hard to follow. Not very effective. Renato retweets it. With oh, a, that was Trump's tweet. That was Trump's tweet. Oh, I was like, I thought you liked that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Renato retweets it and comments, 
because you lied to your supporters and convinced them not to vote by mail, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like yeah. such a perfect thing to say. Although I realize the whole reason they were telling his supporters to not vote by mail is because of the same reason he read that tweet in the first place. But I do think that that was just a super sick burn because it's like, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, you told all your people yeah. to not vote by mail. Yeah. And now look at you sitting here waiting for all of the mail-in votes. And yeah. guess what? They're overwhelmingly they're not, not for, for you. you. Yeah. And they're all coming in from Democratic counties, too, apparently. So, yep. yeah, it, does, it doesn't look good for him. He might even flip Georgia. I don't know if they've called that one yet. That one is really close. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, did I totally expected him to say some crazy ass shit if he lost. And I expect him to continue acting crazy until January 15th. And yeah. when January 15th comes around. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Right. So, well, so, so, so Georgia, Georgia's at 49.1% for Biden right now, 49.7% for Trump. And this is with 98% reporting. So there's a 0.6 spread. Yep. And I think most of the remaining votes are coming in from Atlanta. Yep. So, I mean, like. So that's going to be a squeaker. We'll right. See. Yeah. <laughs> squeaker. It's going to be a squeaker. And the thing is, that's so crazy about all of this is, like, it's so unprecedented. Nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen in terms of anticipating like what votes are going to go like like how how it's going to go uh-huh. it's so interesting watching people talk about it on wherever you know we were watching fox cnn just bouncing everywhere just yeah. seeing like what the it fuck turns out fox was was being the most like restrained in their their calls too right surprisingly which i would like to comment on because i heard npr talk about this or uh someone that was a guest on npr apparently fox's Whatever team does the news versus whatever team does the election calls uh-huh. are entirely separate teams. Yeah. And Fox's election calls are actually, like, very respected yeah. and tend to be, like, you know, much more on point than even CNN and MSNBC. Like, like Fox will make calls for states that CNN will take forever to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously... Uh, <laughs> their news wing is just completely different. <laughs> it's like the point, which I didn't know until this yeah. year. I didn't even like realize that. Well, I don't know if this is still the case, but I know for a while there, their actual news hour, the actual hour that was devoted to news was actually pretty solid. It was just the other 23 hours of the day where you had like Hannity and, and all those guys. I don't know if that's still the case. And I don't know if that's any relate any way related to like their election people. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think... They did call Arizona super early, though. So, yeah, but we it's, will see about that one. Let's see. So, Arizona is 86% reporting. We got 50.7% for Biden, 47.9% for Trump. So, that would have to be whatever is remaining, like, overwhelmingly Republican for that to switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida, thought Florida maybe early in the night, people were like, Biden's got Florida, fucking no mm-hmm. way. 47.8 to 51.2. I figured that one. That one's not surprising at all. Yeah. To me, actually. Michigan, surprising. Um, or I, I should say very, very needed. <laughs> really neat. 50.5% to Biden, 48% uh, to Trump, based on how things work. I mean, you just fucking don't know. Like, Yeah. But it, it looks, it's, there's a lot more ways for Biden to win now than for Trump. It's, it's getting to the point, too, like, can we just say the polls are trash and never to look at them again? Yeah, they got I think so. Right at all, I and think it so. It might come down. Trump might end up winning Pennsylvania and still losing. And for fucking a year now, they've been like, it all comes down to Pennsylvania. Whoever wins Pennsylvania is the winner. And it's looking like Pennsylvania might not even be the deciding factor. Yeah, there's. I mean, like everything about this is so entirely unprecedented. I I think that's 
I can't say that word enough times. No one fucking knows. That's why, you know, me and my best friend, we were like watching all of the results and shit and just not even knowing how to react to anything. Because uh, <laughs> what do you do? It's a pandemic. How many votes were mail-in ballots? Uh-huh. Every single state has different rules on like when the votes get counted, uh-huh. when they can be postmarked. Even those rules are going through courts uh-huh. because the literal Republican Party in certain states are fucking suing to not count mm-hmm. votes. Like, yeah. That's not going to help them one bit, I don't think. I wouldn't think that either, and it's insane that's, to me. That's not, that's not uncommon for votes to be contested after the election, too. Like sure. I remember uh, John Kerry fought for Ohio for a long time after that election was called. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's... You're 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 allowed to take your case to court. But, you're allowed to call for recounts. But what but do you think? I don't think it's going to help him at all. What do you think when Trump said it though as his first speech? I was completely unsurprised. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> not a, not a shiver didn't go down your spine. No, because I don't. It, it doesn't matter what he says. He doesn't get. To, he doesn't get to decide. But he filled all the courts. How and and, and they. I've heard nonstop fear mongering for weeks now about all these these Republican courts. They're trying to they're trying to steal a hundred thousand votes in Houston, Texas. So that shit went before this the, the Supreme Court of Texas, which is a nine zero Republican court, and they laughed it out of the court. Then they took it to a district judge, and the media more fear mongering. Oh, it's this ultra conservative, the most conservative judge in the in the in the in the circuit in the federal circuit. Oh my god! And he laughed that shit out of court like it's. He's going to try some shit, and it's not going to work because he. Well, I mean, assuming the votes go the way that we're that they're looking right. like they're going right now, he's going to fucking lose. So, what would you say if they do challenge everything in court, and it winds up shifting the victory over to Trump at this point at eight oh nine p.m. Pacific? What would you say? I mean, I I'd have to see what the actual arguments that are presented on. Well, both I just sides mean, I just mean, how would you feel like as a human being? How would you feel if we know what we know now in terms of? All of the past to victory belonging to uh, Biden, and then if he got the presidency after going through the courts, how would you feel? Well, we're, or I mean, we're assuming those past to victory. We're assuming that the what what the information we have right now is accurate. Like, if, yeah, I mean, if if they did turn up some kind of skullduggery in Michigan, and it turns out Trump won Michigan, well, that changes the whole map. So, I mean, I'd I'd, really, I'd have to see the, the the actual evidence in the case that's presented <gasps> from both sides. But I just find that so fucking unlikely. He's just grasping at straws at this point. You know, you, you, I think he lost. Right. Knocked, Steve <laughs> just knocked on his phone, everybody, which yeah. is so pleasing for me to see. I think he lost. Did you vote for Joe? Of course I did, yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome, motherfuckers. <laughs> you're welcome. You, and you, you, you can, we'll get to that in the disagreement, but I, I've got yeah. comments on the third party vote, too. Yeah, okay, we tried so hard to make this, like, as short a conversation as possible so we could stick to the format, but everybody, with that, let's get into our first segment. Let's get into the warm-up. All right, we got, it, we, got it, we got a fun one here from a guy on Twitter named Line Straightener. And apparently you know this cat? Yes, I believe this is Dan Higginbotham. Oh, is this Dan Higginbotham? This is Dan oh, Higginbotham. Well, well, tip of the cap to you, my good sir. <laughs> so he Dan's says, coming to us from Nevada, nice. which you know all eyes were on Nevada. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on our home states this evening. Isn't yeah, that that's so true. Yeah, I said word. Definitely not a past tense. Are. We got Nevada, Georgia, North Carolina, PA, Steve, and I repping 50% of that. Dan, what did Dan say? Dan says, uh, Steve. I'm not coming at you this time. Oh. Or, well, yeah, I'm not coming at you this time. Jordan is too biased for my warm-up topic. Oh. Whose supporters are more obnoxious, Trump or Biden? 
So I'll, I'll answer first, uh, and I'll pass it over to you. So to me, like, come on, can can we make it a fair fight here? <laughs> can, can we make it a fair fight? Like, that's yeah. A, 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 a more fair comparison would be uh, Trump supporters versus Bernie supporters, or Ron Paul supporters, or Obama supporters. I've seen a few like cults of personality in my time watching elections, and those are the four that stood out to me. So. Anybody that's involved in their cult of personality with their candidate and just doesn't look at them as like, oh, I guess this is our guy. Okay. Because that's that's where most of the Biden people are at. I mean, the people that show up at rallies and shit. If you're showing up at any rally for any political party, you're a fucking psychopath. Like, get a, a hobby. Psychopath. Get a fucking get a hobby. hobby. Like, what are you doing? You're just going to, you're going to take time out of your day to watch politicians give speeches? Get out of here. Okay. Read a book or okay, something. Okay, I disagree. But, Wait, but, I have to disagree. <laughs> right, you're, you're on a fucking roll, but I have to right. disagree really quickly. Okay. Politics literally governs what people get, when they get it, and how they get it. To not be involved in the campaigns of the people that will ultimately decide that, I think is psychopathic. It's psychopathic to me when people are like, oh, I don't care about politics. Like, what? If you, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying don't get involved in politics. I'm saying literally going to campaign rallies just to hear politicians give speeches with a bunch of their supporters. It's If I've already decided how I'm voting, what more am I adding to the cause by wasting time out of my day to glorify a, a, another man giving a speech? Get out of here. I've oh, already decided oh, you, how I'm voting. Well, you take issues with the masculinity oh, of it all, oh, it's, Steve. it's all so, <laughs> like, I've been watching The Man in the High Castle. You ever, you ever heard of that show on no, Amazon? No. It's, it's It's pretty good. It's a little, it's a little dry, but the premise this is like it's like a what if <laughs> if uh if the axis powers had won world war ii so they basically they they nuked washington dc and then uh the japanese took over like the west coast called it the the japanese pacific states and then you had the the nazi states of america on the east coast and they're like in the neutral zone in the middle of the rocky mountains where the, the resistors are hiding anyway so hitler's still the guy well eventually he dies or something and himmler becomes the guy and it's a nazi germany's all over america and most of the world and you just see people go into like like every time they're in a room you got like a hitler picture on the wall and they all have to like address each other heil hitler and all this it's like forget about like how horrendous a human being he was just put all that aside it's just like as a man to another man how are you gonna act that way about like just some guy like putting someone on such a pedestal yeah to, like, give like, them what that are you reverence? doing so or woman, or, we or, can have a woman Hitler well, in the it, future. Sure, Times are changing. Sure, we we absolutely could. And uh, you know, I'm rooting for you, ladies. But <laughs> we we have God. not seen that yet. You did not see that cult of personality with with Hillary Clinton, right? You, she had a lot of supporters, a lot of voters, but it was all kind of transactional. Sure. But the the fucking red hats. Yeah. Oh. About oh my Trump. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. Right. Have some fucking self respect. Okay. People. Right. So this is what this is what I. I agree with you in general. I agree with you. I think that that's like, I mean, I think I was conflating what you called me out on. I was <laughs> conflating caring about politics with caring about a certain candidate. Right. But I think you may be conflating people caring about a certain candidate with, you know, I, I think those people are just there because they care about politics. I don't think a lot of them, like, at least on the Biden side, and perhaps this is just my bias showing, but when people show up to a Biden rally, I don't think they're like, oh my god Biden suck my cock where like they go to fucking Trump and <laughs> right, it's right, like right. suck my cock like that's all they fucking want right well that's why I'm saying it's not even a contest between sure. Trump or Biden supporters yes. so who's the most obnoxious but I will offer up uh, Bernie supporters I will offer up 
Obama 2008, not 2012, Obama 2008 supporters, and I'll offer up Ron Paul supporters as just being obnoxious and, like, devoted, like it's a fucking religion. I remember women at Obama rallies in 2008 fainting like it was a fucking Beatles concert. Sure. Well, he's fucking just, I mean, first off, dreamy. His whole hope (laughs) campaign was very effective, he was like entirely well spoken compared to the person that was in the presidency before him. He had all of the right then talking fine, points in terms of vote for him. Like have some dignity and just vote for him. But what we're learning, <laughs> what we're learning is dogma rules. Mm-hmm. So like Trump got elected in you know 2016, I think because of this exact dynamic you're talking about. Yeah. When people feel like motivated by a certain person that makes them feel a certain way, it's like I want to get out and I want to vote for Trump. All that fucking right. caravan shit around the country. Yeah. Did you see any of that? Yeah. Did it go downtown? Did you see it? I saw a couple cars. It was it certainly wasn't a caravan. Dude, I saw it twice. <laughs> Once in Del Mar. Like, get a life, you yes. fucking losers. Yes, I was talking. I was taking Coco to the dog beach in Del Mar, and we come back up to the car. The caravan starts rolling through. I'm not kidding. For 20 minutes, it was just straight on a one-way street caravan of everybody with Trump flags, don't tread on me flags, which is amazing because, like, so many of Trump's policies are, like, egregiously in your fucking face and the opposite of don't tread on me. Yet they fly those flags together. So uh-huh. all of those people, I flipped them off because I didn't know what to do. Like nobody else is doing anything. The only thing that <laughs> what was- do they need to do? They're allowed to do it. Like I can laugh sure. at them and be like, "You guys are clowns." But sure, it's not like I'm exactly stop them from being clowns. Exactly. So I felt like someone needed to do like I don't. Not that someone needed to do something. I felt like I needed to like express my discontent so i flipped them off but then i also i i flipped them off and then i did the peace sign (laughs) and then i did the heart symbol with both my hands and then i yelled i love you i fucking hate trump and then (laughs) kept flipping them off and the first guy was really chill about it Uh he was wearing a maga hat and he just looked at me and actually smiled and it was kind of like a nice moment i'm sure you're not the first californian to flip them off of course of course of course no (laughs) the only reason i flipped them off was because i saw another guy like Mm. 20 feet down flip them off and i was like yeah 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 we should definitely be doing this the guy behind the guy that sort of accepted it uh reluctantly i guess he starts screaming out of the window I'm triggered and as he's driving down I just hear this blood curdling scream that only fades because of physics and it's like you're gonna motherfucker you're calling me triggered this is like and those are the kinds of people that I agree with you are entirely insane yeah yeah, to me, I mean, to me, it's it's not about whatever candidate they happen to support too. Because, like I said, I, th- I found two thousand eight Obama supporters just insane with their deity like worship of the man. And you saw the same thing with Ron Paul too, just a lot less of them. But did you ever? Do you remember how Ron Paul supporters took over internet fucking comment sections? Yes. As if he had a chance of winning. If you had only gone by internet comment sections in two thousand eight, you would have thought Ron Paul was going to yeah. win the fucking presidency. Yeah. Do you remember that one billboard from Vegas to Los Angeles that still stands that says Ron Paul Revolution? The, it's this like dilapidated. Yeah. yeah. Like, like in the middle of the desert, they went out and made a billboard that like still exists. it's been there for literally 20 years at this point like yeah yeah no i agree that shit's like unfortunately though just vote for the guy if you like the guy tell other people to vote for the guy but to just 
it's just another person. Yeah. It's, you're, you're, you're deifying a human being. And it's just like, again, just as a man, like, ugh, it just make me cringe. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. What do you mean as a man just, it makes ugh. you cringe? It feels a little... Feels as a, little, a human, do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Gender it's terms? A, well, yeah, it's a figure of speech. Sure. But yeah, like as a Is person. Is it though? Well, is it just a I'm sure it has its origins. <laughs> it has its origins. I at least appreciate you. I know. Yes. You can probably sense the giddiness in our voices. <laughs> I think it's because Biden's going to win. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. We'll see. Yes. Um, but yeah, okay. So it sounds like we're in agreement that Trump supporters are way more obnoxious than I don't Biden even, supporters. I don't, even think it's a, I don't even think it was a fair question because no, it's so... Not yeah. even close. It's It's so insane. But that's what's terrifying is like... Trump has the vote of people that either A, are obsessed with him as a person, like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. or B, they say, I hate how he talks, but I like what he does. Mm -hmm. And so those two things together, whereas Biden only has the people that are like, I like what he does. No, Biden also has the people that are the flip side of the red hats, like whose whole life is obsessed with devotion to Trump. There's an entire flip side of that coin of people whose whole life is devoted to to hating Trump. To hating Trump, not to Biden, but to hating Trump. Right. So that that adds to the group of people that are like, well, I really like Biden for his policies. And then you got a whole another group of people that's like, fuck Trump by any means. And those are the those are the two groups that are. Honestly, that's me. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't love Biden. I right. love Bernie. I'm right. I'm part of that camp that you were throwing in there. Well, like I fucking I'm not saying every Bernie supporter. I have you can't see it, but I have a Bernie figurine up in my um, up in my closet because I fucking love him. Might be a bit much, man. <laughs> I love him. I bought John McCain's book. Yeah, but it's a good fucking book, man. Sure. Also, John McCain the ACA vote. I don't think anybody will ever forget that. Mm. At least uh, if they're paying attention at all and gave a shit, but. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying that every Bernie supporter or every Trump supporter or every uh, Ron Paul supporter is in their like cult camp, but I'm just saying those people did have a cult camp. And Hillary didn't have one. McCain didn't have one. Romney didn't have one. Biden doesn't have one. Mm-mm. Bush didn't have one. Mm-mm. Just supporters. Yes. Normal fucking people. I mean, the people that actually show up at rallies are a little bit kooky. But just there's a lot of people that fucking show up at Bernie and Trump rallies. <laughs> like those are fucking rock concerts. I uh, have you been to a political rally? No, why would I? I have fucking. Well, then I have you hobbies. should shut up. I have a, like I know there's. What am I going to learn at a political rally that I can't get from the news? Like, what is my purpose of being there? I'll tell you what I learned. I went to an Obama rally once. Actually, it might have been a Biden rally, and it was back like in '07, I think. And it was so when it was you and who were the other two people there? It was it was, <laughs> it was actually a pretty decent turnout. Yeah. And it was a rally. Yeah, it was a rally for Biden. And at the time, I mean, like I was very young. My family was for Biden in the primaries over Obama. And so, like, I just, you know, mm-hmm. was was tagging along. Sure. Um, and into it. And we went there and Bill Clinton spoke mm-hmm. and he had the biggest hands. Yeah. And that's what I got the from better that. better to fill you with. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn, that man's got big hands. Also, this is dope. But I was like 12. <laughs> so that's what happens. But yeah, no, I, I think uh, in all seriousness, what I do remember feeling, because those were the only rallies that I went to. I went to a couple Biden rallies and I've been to oh, um, 
Obama came and talked at my high school actually because I went to high school in Vegas and Nevada has always been a swing state and um, it was it, that was one of the cool perks of living that there. That doesn't count as going to a rally if the president comes to your school though. Yes, but but like I I wound up there. Oh, <laughs> you, were, you yeah. weren't you weren't a student at no, the time. No, no, I went. Yeah, okay. I mean it was still like on a weekend and you had to like actually. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, it, that it counts. Yeah, that's a rally. Place at that, they didn't like, oh, show oh, up. I got you. I there got were you. like kids gather around the assembly. It was well, like they a do whole that sometimes. Poli- Presidents come and give speeches to high schoolers. That'd be dope. Yeah, no, but this was like a whole political event during campaign gotcha. that just okay. happened to happen at our gym. And, yeah, um, get a life. What are you doing? Get a life. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think like one of the things you do get at rallies, and why I'm defending them as not just for things that are for insane people, is you just get to go and be around people that care, that care about the same things you do, and it just feels good to be there. Okay, and it feels tell me how that's not describing a cult. I mean, that's a very loose. <laughs> like, I mean, you go to concerts. Oh yeah, for the music. Is that a cult? No, that's that's for the music. I'm going for the ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess cause I actually yeah, cuz I guess I could just listen to the CD, huh? Yep. That's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> kids still got but, CDs, compact disc <laughs> yes, players. Yes. But you paid money? Uh-huh. Um, you uh, bought drinks? Uh-huh. Yeah. Planned your night around it? True. True. You could say you were in a music cult true yeah 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 i think that's more dignified than being in the politician cult though like i'll take music over politicians 10 yeah. times out of 10 rallies are very interesting though they are they really are trump ones oh i would love to go to a trump rally just to be a fly yes. on the wall and observe yes. the lunacy oh yeah kylie my roommate my new roommate uh-huh. everybody we're, we're broadcasting from my new apartment very exciting by the way my new roommate uh kylie and very very good friend she calls the trump people that go to those rallies she calls that whole thing like a death cult because it fucking is mm-hmm. herman cain fucking died the people that go there like they're dying now yeah it's actually like people that are did you see that's the other thing when trump gave his talk and said stop counting ballots did you see when they panned to the crowd no social distancing i saw one person wearing a mask there may have been a couple more they kept quickly glancing to it everybody shoulder to shoulder to shoulder fucking kylie's word death cult yeah well uh trump people are worse yeah they're crazy in agreement (laughs) all right do we have another warm-up uh, w- w- you want to go ahead and uh, go to the main of, or the uh, disagreement? Disagreement, rather. Oh, we got we got a good one from uh, Nathan Jameson, and he he was very crafty in how he did it. Hell yes, let's get to it. The disagreement, everybody. All right, everybody. This next segment is usually our first segment. This is uh the disagreement segment. This is where anybody who listens can submit to us their opinions uh usually in disagreement with one of the hosts usually steve and we (laughs) can um but yeah this is this is open to anybody that listens there is no patreon need for the disagree mail we had somebody email us about that asking if you were not a patron if you were allowed to send in a disagree mail if you are just a listener you can totally disagree with us we'll read it on air we'll talk about it if you want to be a patron, though, the perk that you do get is being a part of our last segment, the warm-up, where you get to submit those topics where Steve and I will talk about them, and it's only at the $5 tier, so if you're thinking about uh, supporting some local podcasting businesses, it's a great option. Mm-hmm. You can get a part of the conversation, and thank you for all of our patrons that are a uh, part of that already. So, without further ado, Steve. I, I just want to add on to what you said there. Take all the money that you guys have been sending to politicians... 
who just going to lie and disappoint you, <laughs> take that money, yeah, send a little bit our way. Hey, uh, yeah. A little taste. Why don't we just get a cult? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, why don't we should just do... It's not, it's not a cult, guys. You wear any kind of hat you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we have no Kool-Aid, only whiskey. <laughs> it, it's also poison, but it kills you slower. <laughs> That's... exactly um i think we uh yeah but our patreon community is very fun we're also adding a new perk which is uh super fun we're doing meet and greets now starting this month so if you become oh that's right yeah yep we're also doing virtual meet and greets so you can pop on with us on zoom and we'll all get together and we'll all hang out because honestly we're probably going to go back into lockdown again in the winter time uh that's my prediction and we're going to need some virtual love so with yeah that being said Steve. Yeah, so this one this one comes from Nathan Jameson. Um and first of all, this is just this is just a great disagree mail and I'll tell you why. Formatting. Ooh. I love a man who uses good bullet points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bullet point your ideas, get to the chase. He was able to throw in like five topics on here. This is going to probably take up the rest of the show, but he's got it just so nice and tight. He hits us he hits us both. Ah, oh, Nathan Nathan Jameson, uh, you're you're crushing the disagreement. Hell yeah, I cannot wait to hear this. So Steve has hyped it up. So he says, this is a disagreement for both of you. I've been listening to the pod since episode one. Thank you, Nathan. And he says, uh, this was sent before election day. So we got this about a week ago. Uh, So bullet point numero uno. Mm -hmm. Steve, buddy o pal. As a fellow white cis straight male, I can't help but shake my head weakly at how much privilege you're using, but just brush it away. The fact that you can take such a not a big deal to me stance on topics just proves how much privilege you actually have. Yes, abortion laws mean nothing to me personally, but walking back a woman's right to their bodies means our loved ones will lose their abilities to make such choices. By not taking a stance, you are, via proxy, giving the extreme end more of a voice to pull back a woman's agency. As for the women who are pro-life... They don't have to get an abortion. It is fine to be pro-life, but it is not fine to force that view on others. Freedom of religion also implies freedom from religion. Okay. So, uh, like a lot of the bullet points you sent, I did receive uh, several different uh, disagree mails from several different people. So, I can kind of respond to them all at once. And so sure. I don't want to get too caught up in the abortion thing again i kind of want to wrap this one up with this one hopefully i'm sure we'll get more comments i was gonna on say it. if we keep doing this podcast i don't but, think we're ever gonna <laughs> just stop hearing about abortion but I, I i'll say this so and not saying that nathan is doing it in this email but a lot of the comments i'm seeing from people is oh well, how, how can you be neutral how can you be on the fence and this that and the third it's like well first of all just from a strategic position if so if if you're very passionate about an issue and you meet someone who's like, yeah, I could go either way. I've, I, I kind of see both sides. I, I haven't really made up my mind. I'm kind of neutral on it. That should be an opportunity for you to be like, ooh, this this person is open for persuasion. I should give them my best argument. And not to be like, oh, you fucking... Uh, I'm, I'm already halfway there. I'm, I'm in the middle on it, you know? So And not saying Nathan's doing that. He's, he was pretty But is that how you would identify as a person in the middle on it? I mean... This is what I'll say. Uh, if if I'm in the yeah, I'm, I'm probably right on the fence on it. Um, but if you are gonna swing me to the pro-choice position, you're you're kind of wasting your breath with the, the the a woman has a right to choose and do whatever she wants with her whole body. That argument 
because I already fucking agree with that. Mm-hmm. Of, of course women have a right to choose to do whatever they so want. So then it own. should be settled. You should be pro-choice. Because that's not the actual issue. And they're just skirting. The actual issue is, is that actually her body or is that the body of a separate independent human life? So if you're going to convince me to be pro-choice, you are going to have to convince me that that's not a human life. Now the right spends a lot the pro the pro life side spends a lot of time trying to convince me that that is a human life. The pro choice side kind of just skirts past that whole argument and and makes it about some uh, treats it like it's 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 a nipple piercing or something. Like ah, oh, just her body. Like you're you're skirting the issue. So again, I think it's a complicated issue. I don't know whether it is a life or not. But if you're gonna convince me, that's the argument I need to hear. It seems like with that being said. There's a lot of um, science that I imagine you would want to be consulted. You would want to be consulting, I should say, uh, as to like when life starts. And Mm -hmm. then there's a lot of philosophical questions behind that. And when it comes to philosophy, that's sort of like a personal thing for you. I don't know if you can be persuaded by someone philosophically or is that what you're like asking for is for someone to persuade you philosophically like currently you stand on one side honestly it's metaphysical really like when a person is a person and when they're not right i feel like that's just kind of something that you just have to believe yourself i I I guess i I guess so i need to i need because because the the pro-life side will say well look it has it has its own unique genetic code has its own 46 independent chromosomes independent from the mother and father it has a heartbeat it responds to stimuli like a lot of things is like okay well those are convincing arguments that that might be human life and then the pro-choice side just doesn't really give me any counter arguments to that they just make it about a woman's right to choose and i already agree women should have a right to choose things sure (laughs) you know what i mean well i think another argument i mean it's like obviously an incredibly complex issue and we're going to try to not rehash it all right now but like uh, but another thing is like there is more weight that i that ought to be given to a adult human being that is making the assessment of either being able to or not being able to care for it's fine. Oh, you got uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sharing tasty tastes. Um, <laughs> God, COVID. All right, this is a good way for us to. Yeah, Steve and I vape sometimes. <laughs> um, we just switch vapes. We're all gonna die. Oh God. Um, when, you're still young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking old fuck. So, <laughs> so the the argument um, of like whether or not a person who is bringing a life let let's assume that whatever is in that you know woman is a life bringing that life into the world it's a moral calculation of at what point because like no liberals are for killing a baby the day before it's supposed to come out of them everybody is pretty much in agreement that late-term abortions are sketchy and like people don't want to touch that shit and that is morally is that the case Yes, absolutely okay. that is the case. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, there are some people that will be extreme and say, I don't care up until the day that that baby comes out of that vagina. It is the woman's choice as uh-huh. to what she wants to do. But I think that that's a very extreme stance that you're not going to hear a lot of liberals actually say or actually advocate sure. for. It's a lot of like during, you know, this trimester and during this time period, you're like allowed to do that. Past that, we can all agree that that's sketchy. But given... 
like let's throw out the late term abortion argument okay so we're we're just talking about abortions sure when we're talking about just that there is a calculation that i think is very valid to be made which is can i provide a life for this life that's going to be conducive to them having a good life a lot of women aren't in a circumstance where they're going to be able to provide a life for that life that will make them live a good life because they're not available they don't have the money the means the the desire like more and more and more we see that the trauma that children endure when they don't have a strong relationship established with either their mother or their father it is so detrimental to the point where it's i mean depression anxiety like Mm. all like that's just very cursory examples but horrifying results from children that should maybe i mean like their parents you know weren't equipped to take care of them and like they are through the fosters like all i I understand it's a crazy fucking moral calculation to make i understand that but like also drug addiction like in the case of like rape incest you you think about incest and i know that's an extreme example Mm -hmm. but that's real because unlike liberals republicans will say something as extreme as in the case of rape and incest Mm -hmm. we'll keep the baby well what if they took that off the table then what if they were like okay rape incest health of the mother abortions are allowed everything else off the table sure i mean just like just like i said late trimester stuff is or um like late term abortion stuff is pretty much off the table i think it is fair to say in general rape and incest is like off the table but increasingly less so Mm mm-hmm more and more of these evangelical christians like they are super super adamant about that so i don't know if i'd be comfortable accepting we can really move forward in the current political climate with assuming that the dialogue contains that what you just well, said i mean put yourself in a like like a hypothetical like an alternate universe where everybody tells the truth and so this was this was proposed in good faith okay abortions will be allowed in the case of rape incest health of the mother and all other abortion is is illegal absolutely not i still think it's the woman's choice okay so why is it why does rape incest and health of the mother even matter then um because i am thinking about it knowing that i'm not gonna get my way (laughs) so so, I, i i think like the fact that that's even a question that you should have to carry a baby that your like father put in you that is like that is so disgusting so and horrible baby. to me <laughs> yeah. Uh, got him yeah no 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 oh, it is. okay no i mean like look i this is the thing this and is kind of i think third trimester that's pretty obviously a fucking baby but i think the especially like first trimester like, i don't know right I don't know. right right I don't know. well i mean again it's just like i think the argument of when does when does life begin it's like it's just it just all comes down to religion and that's what pisses me off about it is it's not science-based they're all religious-based arguments so if everybody was actually having if everybody could agree to have like science-based arguments about it then the conversation i would be way more willing to engage with i don't think that's true though because like like i said earlier the stuff i hear from from pro-lifers I mean, yeah, you, you got the you got the the religious ones that argue from God, but that's that's an argument from authority. That shit should be discounted. It's right. irrelevant. But like what I said about well, has its 
own unique genetic code, independent from the mother and father. Sure. Has a heartbeat, responds to stimuli. Like that's that's a scientific argument, and sure. there might be there might be good counter arguments to that, but that's sure. not a, that's not a religious argument. I'm gonna make this argument, and I don't want anybody to uh, feel the need to absorb it as <laughs> one they should put into their rolodex. Because I know people are gonna immediately say that's a horrible fucking argument, Jordan. But I'm gonna make it anyways. Um, Welcome to the I Disagree podcast. <laughs> this is how we roll. <laughs> yes. What would you say is the difference, like, between? I can just anticipate your eye roll. I'm not going to see the whites. I will see the whites of your eyes for the next, like, 30 seconds. I'm on the edge of my seat. Here. Yeah. But, like, what do you think about killing something like, you know, an animal? Mm-hmm. Like a cow that's, like, already living uh-huh. for meat, for example. Well, if you're saying we should eat babies for sustenance, then I'm on board. Thank but no- you. Nobody's ever. That is exactly what I'm saying. Segment <laughs> Nobody ever over. puts it to me like that. <laughs> I thought they were just discarding the babies. Like, if we're going to use them for sustenance, then, yeah, of course. Like, right. I'm, I'm a practical man. Right. But, like, the argument that you seem to be making with, like, genetic code, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going strictly breaking it down philosophically. Genetic code. Uh-huh. A cow has that. A fetus has that. What's well, your next thing? Oh, hold on. A genetic... A, a cow does not have the same genetic code that a fetus does. A it fetus has does a have genetic the, code. Yeah, but a fetus has the same genetic code as you and me. Or at least the same number of chromosomes. Exactly. Because it's a human being. Exactly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Exactly. According to 50% of the population. I I remain undetermined. So this sounds, uh, I mean, this is just getting like way, way, way deep into philosophy (laughs) of environment and like everything. But like for me, an animal that exists in the world and already has established connections with other beings and arguably all the things that actually like make up a soul just because they are a cow and they are not a human which like you just said you can like sympathize with Uh and empathize with you think that one that is growing inside its own fucking cave basically with zero interactions and zero relationships established and any of the shit that i think actually makes up a soul which i think we can all agree with is what makes a life really worth living is like sentience Mm mm-hmm sentience basically is what it comes down to i don't understand what's how your, like what's your earliest memory mm, my cat calypso i think okay when i was like i think i was like three my mom can confirm that if she's listening so then it would have been okay to murder and eat you up to the age of two then i don't fucking care <laughs> maybe yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we uh, already no, ruled out. Board. We already ruled out late term abortions. Steve. Oh, okay. Okay. You're, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Let's take late term abortions off the table. I'll give you a first trimester. Okay. And now second trimester is where it gets really hairy. okay. I, I don't know enough about science. Out. I think we should do. This sounds like a good a good <laughs> chance to, to wait. Was that the whole email? No, no, that was bullet oh point my one. God, That's why I bullet said, this point is be a one. Good one. This okay, is a good one. All right, all right. Here we go. So uh, Nathan goes on. He says, uh, "Same privilege with your vote." Yes, California will most likely go blue. I don't know why I'm giving him such a snarky. Blue. It's a very, very mild-mannered email. <laughs> yeah. Same privilege with your vote. Yes, California will most likely go blue, but tossing your vote for a third party is a signal to others uh, who will suffer the consequences of right-wing policies that you don't care about their position in this country. 
You can justify it all you want with your personal ideals. That's a huge part of our freedoms. But the reality of, of first past the post voting mm. first past the post voting system mm-hmm. means that a non vote for one party is mm. is a gained vote for another. If you want a more fair system, push for ranked choice voting. Otherwise, pick one of the two main parties and live with it. Okay, so I got I got uh, several comments on mm-hmm. that one. I feel like I could even answer that for you almost. Go for yes. it. What, what do you think I'm going to say? Well, I think you're going to say if you were not in a swing state, or if you were in a swing state, you would have voted for Biden. That the was only- before the whole court packing thing. Yeah, before the whole court. Yeah, remember. So, okay. Yeah. So. Okay, well then, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, okay, so I just completely derailed you. Okay. Well, I'll say this. And uh, several other people made similar comments on the I Disagree Peace page. And I think uh, Paul... Which you can get in as a patron, everyone. As a patron. At yes. The, at the... Th- at any $3. Yeah, at, any yeah. tier. Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Herman uh, and Claire commented that, uh, yeah, the the people voting for Green Party was was a, was a big... Uh, was a big reason that Hillary lost. It took a lot of votes away from Hillary. So... Okay, I mean, if if we accept the premise that you can only vote for two parties and every other vote is fuck you, okay, fine. But understand, <laughs> like, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, I voted for John McCain, I voted for Mitt Romney, I would be a natural constituent of the Republican Party. Most libertarians, the Libertarian Party is to the Republicans as the Green Party is to the Democrats. So you're seeing a lot of close races right now in like like Georgia and Arizona where Joe Jorgensen's going to get like 1% of the vote and Trump's going to lose by a half a percent of a mm-hmm. vote. Go go hug a Joe Jorgensen supporter because those were not taking votes away from fucking Biden. Those are taking votes away from Trump, first of all. So if, if we're gonna if we're gonna accept the premise, I have to disagree. You think so? Yes, I have to disagree. Okay. I mean, I'm like shout out to my mom. My mom actually, my mom has said. Well, you know what? I should read the comment that she she wrote because it was uh, basically she was like, "I love my daughter, but I actually agree with Steve oh like way more." <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have an agreement within the disagreement segment. Yes. This is, this is very uh, Inception agreement. Yes. But I but I but I think but I think that uh for, like there are a lot of people that vote democrat that actually would like to see more of the libertarian ideals reflected in the policy and I think that the republicans at this point are so like first off the green party honestly ask democrats if they know shit about the green party they will most of them will say no. Ask Democrats if they know shit about the Libertarian Party. All of them will say yes. And I think a lot of them, like, if, if, you, if you asked people that are registered Democrats to say what is the policy platform of a Green Party candidate, they wouldn't be able to say, like, anything other than the environment because right. green, right? right? Libertarian, everybody could say that shit. And I think a lot of people would identify, like, that's the whole thing about the Libertarian Party is that they, they try to condense themselves into liberally- liberally um fiscally god fiscally conservative socially Mm -hmm. liberal and so that by nature is just going to pull people in from both sides assuming that people tend to move towards the middle sure i mean i don't know i guess we'd have to look at polling data which who can believe polls at this point (laughs) kind of with you on that right (laughs) now i mean i would think that uh libertarian voters because i mean the there's a libertarian wing of the Republican Party, and it used to be a lot stronger. But well, like to, Justin Amash, like completely broke right. off, and now is his own like independent god on Twitter. Right, and he broke off from the Republican Party. Yeah, you know, Ron Paul was 
broke sure. off from the Republican sure, sure, sure. Party. Rand Paul That's is a fair. Republican. Mike Lee is a Republican. Sure. What about Joe Lieberman? He's just always I, I just he's fucking. Libertarian, he's though. just. I know. Yeah. He's just bouncing around was, like all the fucking time. Socially liberal uh, yeah. with a hawkish foreign policy that appealed to Republicans. I think, but he's mm-hmm. a Democrat. But I don't, he wouldn't count as a libertarian. Yeah. So I, I would. I would think that most libertarians would. If they really only had two choices and had to vote for one choice, they would seven times out of ten probably. Vote I feel Republican. like they're Republicans that aren't religious. Right. Yeah. So every libertarian vote is not every, but I would say more than fifty percent are like disenfranchised Republicans. Sure. Whereas, like with the Green Party, I do think it mostly, is overwhelmingly yeah. on that side. I would give you that. Yeah. So I mean, it ain't going to be the libertarians that that cost Biden the vote. If anything, it's the Trump camp that can that can cry about that but pulling back a little bit further i mean i i, I reject the whole premise you can vote for everything yeah he, he says that's my that's uh that's more of a my privilege and i totally agree with him that is that is my privilege that's also your privilege nathan that's your privilege jordan that's all our privilege privileges as free americans to vote for whoever the fuck you want to period i think i'm glad that he brought that up because third party is something that's been dropped out of this discussion this year largely because it's been so high stakes getting trump out of office for so many people Mm -hmm. but like you do look at the numbers that joe got and if my memory's correct they are like pretty high i haven't heard anybody talking about that um total vote count yeah i believe he's on track to have the most votes of any candidate ever joe yeah joe's a so. joe's a woman oh i thought you were talking about biden oh no 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 uh, no 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 you're oh, ch- joe yes, yes 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 yeah oh yeah oh my god oh my god yes sorry <laughs> okay. i got you yeah yeah she's she's Steve, I think- can i just did you see the light in my eyes when i thought i was gonna catch you not even knowing the gender of the, no, know, of she, the she, she looks like matilda yes uh, <laughs> Yes, but you are right. Yeah. Joe Joe did get more votes than Obama got. He is the he's the candidate that has gotten the most. Now we're, now votes. we're talking about Biden. Biden, yes, yeah. yeah Biden is uh, he's gotten the most votes of any candidate ever. Yeah, it should yeah, it should have been the giveaway who I was talking about when I said he got more votes than Obama. And it's like I'm pretty <laughs> sure Jordan, she had a good run. Like, yes, but yeah, I think she's gonna get like one one point five percent or something. Yeah, which is, but yeah, no, I mean, I I do think that there was that like might swing Georgia. There was a real wreck. Well, I mean, I I should say there will be a real reckoning with the two party system. Obviously, that is the least original sentiment to have. It's like this is this is <laughs> we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Just the combination of people that are either voting for Trump because they love him or because they love the policy that in itself warrants a split in the party. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. There's basically four parties right now pretending to be two parties so you have republicans then you have trumpsters then you have democrats and then you have wokesters sure so you you got four parties i mean i would like to say progressives instead of wokesters okay because like i yeah we don't have (laughs) to we don't have to go too far into that yeah. yeah yeah well i mean no but like i really do think I used to just sort of poo-poo on the whole discussion of, like, shitting on woke people, but woke people and the movement of wokeness has truly terrified, like, QAnon people and people on the right so much 
to the degree that they felt they needed to band together and create like a new political party essentially because mm-hmm. of all these snowflakes you know because they're pissed that they can't get away with like saying the f word anymore and stuff when when i say that i mean not fuck so like uh, yeah exactly so it's like i think it goes a little bit deeper than that but it does that was an incredibly reductive way of describing <laughs> that but like um but i mean defund the police like that doesn't pull well with people Shh. Sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a radical well African Americans. It's a radical, um, progressive, like ultra progressive right. opinion that doesn't have a campaign team behind it, and and ha- they haven't found a quick way to say, you know, lessen the amount of police that exist and increase the amount of social workers that exist in society. Right? That's yeah. like actually a very reasonable stance, I think, especially when you have police that are like, hey, I don't want to be maybe being called to some person that's having an episode on the street but then also a shootout and like a suicide like you know maybe have a different team of people that respond to different things anyways um next bullet point well what do you what do you know and what do you think about uh what does he call it ranked choice voting i've heard a little bit about this and i think i like it yeah do you know what it can you explain it right well i mean basically it's just like if you have multiple options which you do you get to rank the amount so oh you get to do it yes wait well no yeah that sounds right i think i remember reading about that just the concept of ranked choice voting in general is like if you have multiple candidates you say i want this person first and this person second this person third and this person fourth and then there would be a different amount of um, tallies allotted to those candidates basically so so a second place votes worth less than a first place vote. exactly okay. and so then then it's like it wouldn't be this sort of like winner takes all mentality it would actually just be everybody you know campaign their damnedest and hopefully enough people even if they put you second you know, if you get enough people to put you second, you're going to ultimately win the election because you your popularity was, in terms of, like, the aggregate, enough to push you over the edge. I think I like it. I, I don't know enough about it, so I'd like to hear the, the counter-arguments against it. Uh, but on its face, it sounds like a good idea to me. Sick. Yeah. Cool. You want to move on? Yep. All right. This is where it gets <laughs> spicy. Okay. Oh. Jordan. Yes. You sweet, sweet, innocent liberal child. Oh my god. <laughs> go to a gun range go to a gun range and or take a gun safety class. Shoot handguns, shotguns and rifles. Yes, guns are designed to kill, but once you actually use them you'll gain a better understanding of what you were so against. I fully support the rights of people to safely own and use firearms because I've been exposed to them. Uh, the issue is not with guns as objects, but rather with negative, unsafe culture around them. There are plenty of liberal gun rights groups out there, so don't be so scared to grow in this area. So I think this was in reference to you uh, freaking out when you when your foot touched my box. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Also, maybe like our second episode with Jesse Egan where I was like... He said he's been listening since episode exactly, one, so yeah. yeah. Um, well, you would be happy to hear that I'm fucking like... I don't want to be an alarmist here, and I'm really going to try to choose my words carefully, Uh but I would like a gun. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I I would like a gun. And not because I'm like, not because of that. Uh Um, Because I am legitimately afraid of my fellow citizens. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So not because I think they're going to come into my apartment and steal my shit. If someone comes into my apartment and is like, I'm going to take all your shit and I have a gun, I'm going to be like, cool, take my shit. I'm keeping my gun in my closet. I'm not taking that shit out. 
Uh-huh. I want a gun because I do not trust the other people that overwhelmingly have guns uh-huh. right now. Yeah. That's why I want a gun. So, do you do you have a better, I guess, understanding or appreciate, appreciation of the Second Amendment now? The do, Second do you- Amendment was meant to protect us against a fascist government. Uh, threats, I think, both uh, d- domestic and foreign. It doesn't have to be a fascist government. It could also just but be the conception of that amendment, one hundred percent, was so that if a government agent comes to your door and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck with you," you could be like, "No, you're not. I have mm-hmm. a gun." Right? That was like in the moment when they made it. That mm-hmm. was the point of it. Given that, no, I do not think okay. that's what it's for. Right now, it's because. We have other fucking crazy people that legitimately want a civil war. Uh-huh. I don't throw that out lightly. You should get a gun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing that keeps me from getting a gun is, number one, I this is getting dark. Number one, I struggle with depression. Number two, I am very, like scared i have a lot of like anxiety in general Uh and i would hate to be in a position where like i don't know maybe someone i don't know like i just they did they make me nervous because of that but like i'm at the point where i am like i am legitimately (laughs) there are so many people steve that have zero issues with things getting violent like Uh for real yeah and it's like (laughs) And you have a right as a free American to defend yourself against those people. Yeah. I also have a right to leave this fucking country, though, which is something that I'm toying with as equally as getting a gun. You could. But I don't want to leave this fucking country either because that's, like, number one, the epitome of privilege. And number two, like, I do love this country and I believe in what it was conceived, you know, for outside of slavery. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't fucking know. But, yeah, Nathan, I'm... I'm with you. I'm on it <laughs> as much as I can be. I think he, I think he's really clown. I think he's he's saying at least uh, at least fire one and, and learn more about it. Sure, uh, I'm down. I'm down. Let's you go. Asked the question. Oh my God, is it going to go off when it's sitting inside a cardboard box? <laughs> like you need to have a basic understanding of the mechanics of firearms. Jordan. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I have like some defining things happen in my upbringing too. Like there uh-huh. was, um, like there was um. There was a girl who I knew of, I should say. She was a gymnast at the gym that I grew up going to. And she died because there were guns in the house. And, like, the kids took out the guns and she wound up getting shot and died. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, that was, like, really sad. And, like, the whole community, you know, the gymnastics community, everyone. It's, like, all you do all day, every day. So it was, like, a very sad, sad, sad thing and stuff. And, like, stuff like that. I mean, that madhouse, like, Mm -hmm. I know that's, like someone got shot and died in front of the comedy club steve and i worked at that was like i wasn't even there that was everybody texting me the night that it happened was like fucking horrifying you were i was there you were fucking there i was there yeah Yeah. it was fucking scary but i'll say uh that guy was not a legal gunner sure so that's the thing there's if there's crazy people out there like that yeah but then mass shooters are legal gun owners sometimes yeah but yeah, anyways, um, yeah. I'm I'm with I'm I don't know if I'm like with you per- but I am. But <laughs> hey, yeah. That's progress out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh bullet point number 4. Uh with the further politici- 
politicization of SCOTUS, uh, the ACA is now on life support. As the father of a special needs child, this directly this directly applies to my family. My kid is already pushing close to a million dollars of lifetime care, and he isn't even 10 years old. He will be a prime case to be booted off of our insurance if the insurer was given the legal right to do so. The GOP pushes justices that are so unqualified. ACB has only been a judge for three years and tried no cases. Uh, <clears throat> Kagan, but anyway, uh, because they are pushed and supported by ultra-conservatives from the Federalist Society. The courts should be free of politics, but the truth is that the right wing is acting in bad faith. They have no issues with lying, spinning, and just ignoring their own rules. I feel like you, Steve, like to play the both sides are the same card, that doesn't appear to be the case. One side is always counted on to act in bad faith, and brushing that aside just helps them more. Uh, do you want to take that one first? I mean, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple, couple things stand out to me. Uh, one, that the, the, the ACB is, only, is unqualified because he's only been a judge for three years. First of all, say whatever you like about the lady's positions and her religion or whatever. I saw, I didn't see all of it, but I saw a good portion of that congressional hearing, or the, the Senate hearing. She was clearly the smartest person in the room. Like, it's, it's she's indisputably a brilliant woman, whether you like her or don't like she's her. She's smart, yeah. The, the, the woman's fucking She's not the smartest stuff. person in the room, but she's smart. She might have been the smartest person in that room. No. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Well, that's debatable, but either way. I don't want to attack her intelligence. I don't think her intelligence is the issue, but so that's a moot point, I guess, but I get what you're saying. She's obviously a very competent person. Right. So so he says that she's unqualified because she's only been a judge for three years. How many years was Kagan a judge? I know. Zero. Zero. So this is not unprecedented or unheard of to put a Supreme Court justice on the bench with limited experience actually being a judge. How do you feel about that in general? Um, I mean, I guess I'd have to take it case by case and really look at the people. Why? I, I, I don't think that that's not, you have to be a judge. To be on the highest court in the country, I, you I don't think, think I you think should... I think a law degree would be nice. Steve, any <laughs> fucking idiot can get a law degree. Well, I mean... Truly. I'm not saying any idiot with a law degree, but I think, you know, that that's a... That's any a idiot with a lottery that can bullshit their way through a Senate session? I mean, they would have to, they would have to, like... I mean, he talks about the the Federalist Society, and I get that you don't like the conservative Federalist Society picks, but these people that they're putting that they're putting before the Supreme Court are not fucking morons. I don't think it's the picks per se that he has an issue with. I think it's the Federalist Society in general that claims to exist for the sole purpose of not legislating from the bench, but still keeps putting up people one hundred percent of the time that legislate from the bench. I mean, we've we've. We've kind of gone back and forth on that one a while, but I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I know you're going to say that the only reason I know these examples is because these are the these are the examples that get. I like that the, the more we do this podcast, yeah. we're like, I know what you're yeah. going to say, <laughs> yeah. But it still, it seems like it seems like the the votes that could go either way are usually Republican picks. It, it, it's it's already looking like Gorsuch is going to be is going to be a wild card, which yeah. might be good, might be bad. I don't know, but yeah. I don't think. I don't th- already I don't think you could count on him to just be a down the line vote whatever Republican voters like. Yeah. Um, well, the pre-existing condition issue is very interesting because that's something that Republicans are now trying to co-opt. Trump tries to say that he's like you know all about getting rid of that that whole issue, but it's like great. So everybody agrees on that. So I don't. Th- <laughs> 
I mean, I guess we'll see. But I mean, I mean, at a certain point, existing is a pre-existing condition. Sure. So when they don't want to make healthcare affordable to everybody, then that's kind of a big fuck you to pre-existing conditions. But and that, I mean, that may or may not be the case. But is that the role of the court to decide? Is is really what it comes down to? Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what I think about all that, but I I do think I I don't think it's the role of the court to just make laws out of whole cloth because they think the policy's good. Their job yeah. isn't to determine whether a policy is good or bad. It's to determine whether it's legal or not legal. Right. I mean, like, it seems like for the most part, the Supreme Court just winds up making decisions that center around who, like you said, gets to who gets to legislate, mm-hmm. basically. And so in that sense, it should be entirely nonpartisan. But it winds up when you have conservatives on the court, it winds up siding with a certain side. But I mean... Again, like I've heard a lot of fear mongering about that, and I mean I don't know who put the the Texas Supreme Court judges on the bench, and I don't know who that particular district judge was. Right? But fuck the 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 the, the Republicans tried to uh, argue a case with no legal merit that clearly would have favored them for the mail in ballots. Yeah, the, the, uh, I love that you admit that. Well, yeah, I mean. When, it was, when they were first talking about it, I was really annoyed how the news was covering it because they wouldn't give any fucking information. They would just say they're challenging this and this many ballots are at stake, but they would never explain like the rationale behind it. So it's kind of like that kind of raised a little red flag for me. Like, what are what are they not fucking telling me? Maybe there is a good argument that the Republicans are making and the media is just not telling me because they're not telling me the argument at all. Can I say this? Yeah. I think it's fair that you think that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, because... CNN and MSNBC, where I do agree with most of their conclusions, I completely disagree with how they present information. Right. I get why you would feel that way. It's just like, it sounds bad on its face, but the fact that you're not even telling me what their rationale is raises a red flag. But the fact is, they must have been right because they took that that bullshit case in front of 10 consecutive Republican judges and they were all like, get the fuck out of here. This is nonsense. So to act like they're always just going to rule in favor of whatever the Republican party, that's... I, However, I have more faith in the judiciary than I have in the other two branches of government. Sure, as it should be. That's the whole point of the judiciary, right? So and it's also the least democratic branch. So that, that should tell you something. Interesting. Too. Yeah, that is very interesting. I do think, though, if you thought a little bit further, you would see the Republicans were the party that brought that case. If the mm-hmm. Republicans had their way, they would have Republicans on the court that would rule in their favor on that case. Yeah, but they didn't. But they will. Well, you can make that argument about liberals too. Like if if well, if liberals had it their way, they'd put a bunch of liberal judges that would just vote however they want, regardless of the legal merits. But the reality is, it turns out the judiciary tends to be more responsible. Think I fucking hope so, <laughs> and I just hope to yeah. God it stays that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's the branch I have the least or, concerns about. I should say, really. Yeah. But it Compared has to Congress and the executive branch. Oh, I'll take the judges all fucking day. I get why you say that, but at the same time, and that's not saying I'm in love with them. I'm just sure, saying I sure, like sure. Better than the other two. Yeah, but I do feel like the judiciary has the most potential to be the most detrimental to our democracy if it gets infiltrated. Like, I mean, it it already has been. I think you disagree with that. Maybe. I mean, apparently, not enough to really. In that help. case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, the, fair, the fair point that is kind of cherry picking, but again, that's yeah. the only examples that we know because we're dumb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And there's listeners at home just like, you fucking idiots, what about this, 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 and this? And yeah, yeah, yeah. hey way, guys, you know, don't have a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we're idiots, and you don't have the microphone. <laughs> Shut up and listen, and please send money. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, basically. You do the last one? Yes, please. Uh, now he says, this one's, a, this one's an interesting one. Now, I do want to agree with you, Steve, and I assume Jordan, on one thing that has been grinding my gears for months now. The Lincoln Project is not a good thing. This is a group of people who set up the groundwork for a Trump to come into office. They supported some of the most terrible GOP people to get where they are. It's like they are Dr. Frankenstein. Their creation got away from them and it is upsetting them. God, Never mind beautiful. the fact that they created the fucking monster in the first place. The ads can be entertaining, but they are not to be trusted. The enemy of my enemy is still my enemy. And he goes on to say, anyway, I love the show and have been excited for it since the Beans days. Stay safe and wipe your sweaty hands off. <laughs> wipe your sweaty hands. And he ain't lying because I am dripping right now. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I do agree with everything he just said. Do you? Uh, with the Lincoln Project? Of the fucking hacks. <laughs> and they're fucking, if anybody should be mad at him, it's, it's, it's Democrats because they have just taken so much money from competitive blue areas and just dumped them into bullshit. They bought a Times Square billboard, an anti-Trump Times Square billboard, because all those, all those, those, the, those uh, fence sitters in in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't help the Democratic Party at all. It doesn't help actually any cause, but it gets them a lot of exposure, and they are fucking getting rich off of this. Sure. Shit. And also, it's like. I'm sorry, but my goalpost is not getting Trump out of office. It is getting Republican ideals out of this country. Well, see, that, I guess that's where you and I would, would differ on the Lincoln Project, because to me, like, there, there's, and I understand the the craving or the temptation on, on the left to be like, there has to be some honorable Republicans out there. There have to be some principled conservatives that can acknowledge what a fucking clown show Trump is. And there are, they are not in the Lincoln Project. Like, if you want, see, here's here's the thing about the Lincoln Project. If you want, they're they're, just say you're Democrats now. Don't say, oh, we're the party, or we're called the Lincoln Project because Lincoln was a Republican, and we're trying to bring it back to that, and we were principled conservatism, and we're trying to conserve conservatism. Name one conservative conservative opinion they've had in four years. Not a single one. They've been against all, all of the... Like, if, if you're a conservative and you think Trump is a shit show and unfit to be leader of the free world, that still doesn't mean... Why would you be opposed to Gorsuch? Why would you want Joni Erst or, or uh, what's her name, and uh, uh, Susan Collins to lose her reelection? That's interesting. You know, it's... Well, it's maybe... Not, it's not principled, is what I'm saying. There are principled conservatives. Like, you could... I could name a bunch of National Review writers and stuff like Jonah Goldberg, David French, Charles C.W. Cook, Kevin Williamson. There, there's plenty. If you want people that are, that are still like have conservative ideas but are anti anti Trump because yeah. of uh, who, who the fuck he obviously is, then you can go from that. The Lincoln Project is lying to people and they're making a boatload of money doing it. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's very interesting because you think of like the concept of down ballot voting too. Right. And so if they get people, you know, if their goal is to be anti-Trump, then you would think that that would just be not voting for Trump and voting for Biden. But really, they're advocating for down-ballot voting, which is voting for Democrats and, like, all the other races, which is inevitably going to fishnet candidates that don't represent what Republicans typically believe in. Because right. not all races have a Democrat against a Trump-like Republican. Right. 
Although, exactly. although a lot of Republicans, though, have fallen in line with Trump because he's the head of that party in the White House right now. But it is like an overextension that like it doesn't add up. And that's why I call bullshit on it is like none of your shit adds up. Uh, it, it, it's not just them, too. They're a great example of it. But there's also Jen Rubin from The Washington Post. Do you know who that is? She, mm. she was the Republican columnist forever. And now she's super anti-Trump, which is. Which is fine, but you can't also change your positions on everything you held four years ago. Like, at, when, when, Ob- when Obama did the Iran deal, you were super against it. And then Trump reversed it, and you're super against it. It's one thing to be against Trump. And, it, and I'll, even, I'll even go farther and be like, it's another thing to be like, I used to be a Republican, and Trump is so horrendous, and made me rethink my positions and everything, and now I'm a Democrat. Okay, fine. But that's not what they're fucking saying. They're still claiming to be Republicans, but they're not supporting anything conservative, whether or not it is directly related to Trump. If you're a conservative, you should still like the Supreme Court picks, even if you think the guy that picked them is an ass clown. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're they're just against all. It's it's all about building their profile so they can get gigs on MSNBC and sell books, and it's it's grift. The whole talking head market Ugh. is like disgusting. Which is exactly what we're doing right now but we're hilarious (laughs) (laughs) and lovable (laughs) also not informed which is usually a requirement for the talking heads i I will say this about us though i i don't think we're in particularly less informed than talking heads we're just honest about our lack of yeah informity oh my god i have to i just made up a word it's fine (laughs) and it exists now forever (laughs) i feel like one of the most telling, I think I've mentioned this before, but we went to Politicon for a couple of years for Mueller, she wrote, and Daily yeah, Beans. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That conference. It's hobnobbing, huh? It is hobnobbing. It is Republicans. It is Democrats. It is Tea Partiers. It is Republicans. It is like progressives. It is just fucking like every single person, everyone that you see on the TV, I'm going to fucking pull, that, pull back the curtain. Behind the scenes in the VIP lounge, they are all buddy buddies, dude. They are all buddy buddies because their job is to Uh go on TV and just, like, spew their shit. And then that is it. They do not walk the walk when it comes to, like, really being super principled. If you were as principled as you were on TV as you are in real life, you wouldn't fucking talk to that other right. person. That's the thing. Although the whole point of this podcast is for that to not be the point. But, but, but when we're they not like that. Exactly, we're not, we're exactly. Not it out there like... Exactly. When they talk to each other, they're not like, hey, I'm fucking, you know, James Carville talking to Glenn Beck or whatever, yeah, you know, because we're, we're colleagues. We, we work in right, the same we res- network. Right. We respect each know, other's like. We, we have intense disagreements, but no, it's Venom on TV. And then when you see him in real life, it's, hey, hey. like, hey, isn't it nice getting paid to just like go on TV and like say this shit? That is like, again, that. <laughs> exactly. Right. That is like a very cynical view of everything. And I hate to like burst people's bubble, but that is what I saw behind the scenes at those conferences. And it fucking disgusts me. Mm-hmm. I see Tommy Lauren schmoozing it up with all these people from like MSNBC. You should see that. I, it's, again, especially given our podcast, I should have seen that and be like, isn't this lovely? It was the complete opposite. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. But it's it's not because you're, you're not disgusted because you're seeing 
seeing people from different ends of the spectrum find a common ground and get along. You're disgusted because it's it's the polar opposite of the face that they're selling to exactly. people. Exactly. I'm disgusted yeah. because of what they do when the camera is on them. Right. And what they get paid for. Because, I mean, I like some collegiality. Or, I don't even know if that's the fucking word. <laughs> like people. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, Congeniality. Con- Miscongeniality. Well, no. Colle- like collegial because they're colleagues ah got it got it got so it they work together so like i like i kind of like it camaraderie when, like, when you see it in the senate like the senators should be friends they work together every day and right I mean, you, you think about like <laughs> cummings and you talk about like all of his friendships yeah and, and like that shit yeah that is like even though they argue on the floor when you hear that they have friendships right that is the kind of i'm so glad you brought that up that's the <laughs> shit that i'm like that I love. I like that. I want when, that. Uh, do you remember when Biden and Boehner got caught on a hot mic before one of the uh, State of the Unions? Uh, oh, it was the best shit ever because uh, it was just like before. I guess it was during the Obama presidency. Boehner was Speaker of the House. Biden was Vice President, and they're both standing up there at the podium, kind of waiting for the shit to begin. And, and uh, they just kind of go up there, and 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 Boehner like ribbed Biden about something. It's like, oh, I guess we're all a bunch of terrorists now, because yet another Biden gap the week sure. before we compared Republicans <laughs> to terrorists. And yeah. So Boehner kind of rips him about it, and Biden's like, oh fuck. And then yes. he starts talking about his golf game, and Boehner's like rolling his eyes, like, oh, I cannot put, I cannot. My green game is so bad right now, and they're just they just chatted about golf for a few minutes, and it's like, oh yeah, because they fucking work together. They're, co- they're co-workers like why do we like this is how it fucking should be you're right and even like that session i feel like was the last chance it feels that there there was any hope of it not being a complete and to use the republican word circus yeah. i mean we'll they look we'll see because getting trump out of there is is a good big big step not giving the democrats ridiculous legislative power i think is another good step so now you have two parties with limited power that are gonna have to work together and you got the craziest motherfucker of them all kind of off the table so but then what do you do you know i feel like this is a great lead-in into (laughs) the main event oh we're main eventing it all right so the main event is the fucking election um i guess steve i'm curious to hear so many of your opinions but um, I guess like the main question that I have for you is what do you think's going to happen again? Timestamp. We're now at nine nineteen Pacific Wednesday, November 4th, the day after the election. What do you think is going to happen? Let's start there. Well, I think Biden ekes out a victory. He might even more than eke it out. He, he might he might get over like 300 electoral votes but either way it's it's not a blue wave and it was closer than all the polls said um i think the republicans are gonna keep control of the sen- senate yep i think so too and i think they're gonna pick up a few house seats but still not nearly enough to take the house so i think you're gonna have a, div- uh, a divided legislature uh a, uh a weak democrat president and uh a conservative supreme court and i think it's it's about the best i could have hoped for i agree with you except for that last part <laughs> well i mean it's in terms of the best you could hope for but the, oh, oh oh like like my standards are so low the best you could hope for right right <laughs> yes <laughs> yes That's like meant, right? yes like when your when your boyfriend puts the the first part of the toilet seat down not the full thing 
still has the shit in it and you're like that's the least that's the most i could hope for (laughs) yeah yeah that's what we got we got uh we got we got we got you know the uh the part you the part your ass goes on yeah that's down right yep the other thing's up yep but if you sit down you're still safe right you flush it the shit plume's still going everywhere Mm. you might get pink eye how do you poop (laughs) (laughs) that's a fair question this analogy was really doomed uh from the beginning but yes i i i agree i think biden's gonna get it um i am i mean i was gonna say horrified at like how here's the thing I'm inclined to say how racist this country is. I am horrified at how racist this country is because it just is. But I will also say that with the caveat of having so many personal friends and family members that voted for Trump that I know do not embody the people that show up to his rallies and are just like, I mean, I don't want to say horrible human beings, but just so horrendously misguided to the point where they're like, moral negligence results in lives lost (laughs) whatever you want to like say that uh as so i i i am i am um unsurprised at how close it was but i do think it's gonna go to biden and i completely agree dems aren't gonna get the senate i think they even lost house seats yeah i think i think the gop picked up a few not enough take it but no who who would have saw them picking up any absolutely i mean this is what this means to me is like our country is on a trajectory that is going to need a switch up in the party system else it will burn down in a potentially violent way it's already violent it's fucking bad yeah arm up (laughs) (laughs) I would like for that to not be the like. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't, I'm not saying arm up and go use it. Sure. Right. 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 No, but, I get yeah. it. I get it. I mean, like, I've, yeah. I've certainly increased my arsenal since uh, <laughs> since the pandemic. God, started. that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. We're all just quietly preparing for a civil war. What the fuck? Uh, well, it's. I don't think it's necessarily just a civil war. Just general uh, societal unrest. Because I mean, when you, when you when you look on the news and you see. <laughs> fucking antifa fucking taking over city blocks people might be like well if that happens in my neighborhood i don't want that okay can i also say the fucking mass shooters again that already exist and then the trump cohorts that come out ready to murder and have already murdered the protesters Sure. sure yeah fuck dude yeah Yeah. like this fucking sucks yeah it's not it's not a this is fucking dark like what is the path to getting out of this i mean uh uh, uh, i'm optimistic i think we might already be on it because all tell me please well this is my optimistic take i want to hear it more than anything you've ever said out of your mouth could turn out to be completely wrong but i'm saying if you take one well i mean one of the big uh what's what's the word uh accelerants or whatever that's uh-huh. like the 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 totally. tinder on the fire totally. has been donald trump and if he's no longer has that fucking sure. megaphone to speak from that's a plus i hope so and then you take the extreme craziness of the left well the fact that they don't control the legislature now means all the crazy shit that's gonna rile people up like court packing and all that fucking shit 
that's off the table. So we might just go back to normal old divided dysfunctional. Government. Yeah. yeah, normal old divided dysfunctional Stalemate. government. Which yeah, which you know what, divided dysfunctional gridlocked government is kind of by design and mm-hmm. how the framers kind of intended. It. And I think they were wise beyond our years. And sometimes I think that the Constitution is too good for us. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I agree. I agree. I agree with you on that. One thousand percent. This is a document that like. Seriously, people, I've identified, I mean, like, I, I really think I'd have a really hard time running for public office, which I, I legitimately, like, kind of hate myself for because I've, I'm have i just such an emotional person. Is that, it all the dick pics you got out there? I mean, I've just said, I've, ad, I've publicly advocated for wanting Donald Trump dead, like, multiple times on my social media and on this podcast, and I will not stop. I don't think that'll hurt, <laughs> I don't think that'll hurt you in California. You don't, if, you don't if, think if, so? If you're running for national elections, it might get you in some trouble, but I could see you, I could see you winning. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it's a joke, right? So I can just, like, <laughs> Al Franken it, but, like, I, I, um, but, but, like, I, I, I do truly believe in the ideals of this country, again, outside of its horrendous origins, uh, the Founding Fathers that I think had amazing ideals while also having slaves, which is fucking, like, how are you going to conceive of a nation when you when you have slaves? That's, that's, but what, we don't have to get into that. Yeah. My point, my point being, I'm with you. I think the fact that we have a standing document is like the best thing we have going for our country mm-hmm. compared to other countries. Other countries that fall have non-standing constitutions that change with every group of leaders that get elected. Right. And it results in a volatility that just is privy to the insane times and people that occupy yeah. that moment. And, like, that's what we have going for us. And on top of that... How they foresaw all that... Fuck, dude. It's... In the well, 17th century is beyond me how the, the foresight that those guys had in terms of, like, the separation of powers and all the checks and balances. And, that you like, yeah, you, you, the, you can change the Constitution. And it is a very long, arduous process where you got to get buy-in from a lot of different coalitions and get wide, broad-based support to even amend the motherfucker. Like so smart yeah i mean it's really a testament too though i think to how history repeats itself and like what they were escaping and what they were trying to like you know create it's it's stuff that you know keeps coming around again and again and again just because of the human condition and so it was a bunch of really smart capable people that came together and were like let's fucking think the fuck through all of this actually talk to each other actually come to concessions Mm -hmm. and create a document that we can all sign together and like that is something that is again as flawed of a nation that i think we have still yeah that is amazing that they were able to do that and that that is something that still stands and that is why i think people like us you know because we don't like neither of us actually fall in line with democrats or republicans and people will say that like we're the ones you know that that aren't like down for like fucking listen we're right the rest of y'all are wrong (laughs) yeah yeah i just like i mean i feel very patriotic i feel most patriotic in moments like this where it's like let's please not lose this and like fix it and like 
talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We don't want the alternative. We don't want this alternative where people are stockpiling guns. Like, that's fucking... It's, like, a crazy thing to talk about that's, like, whoa, dude, that's gnarly. Until it's, like, a legitimate... (laughs) I hate dropping the word civil war. That's, like, a fuck. It's, like, Voldemort, man. Like, that's, like, a fucked up thing to even legitimately contemplate. Yeah, I don't know how realistic it is, but I... I Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not thinking, like, everybody's, like, literally, like, Gettysburging each other. (laughs) Like... But I mean, it could happen. I, you know, war game it just happens in like, small pockets, like ev- like more and more and more. Yeah. So I mean, uh, hopefully, both parties. And this is probably way too optimistic, <laughs> but hopefully, both parties will will have a need for like self reflection after this, because the Republicans need to reflect because. Trump law, assuming, knock on wood, again, we might look like fools a week from now with everything we say, but we're recording this on the night of uh, Wednesday the 4th. Mm-hmm. The The Republican uh, incumbent lost. Incumbents typically don't lose. So if he lost, that should tell you something. That needs to reevaluate why did he lose, and yet you picked up a few house seats, and like, like I said in Maine, you got... The, the the Republican senator is one, and the Republican presidential candidate lost. Like, the the party needs to reflect on that. Be like, maybe we shouldn't have just been kowtowing and placating to an obviously mentally unfit demagogue. You know, I'm optimistic. Maybe there'll be some some reflection after losing the fucking executive branch, and I'm also optimistic that maybe the Democrat Party, after thinking it was going to be some big wave and they were going to take over the whole country and have all this power. Maybe they'll have some self-reflection and be like, maybe half the country fucking hates us because we've spent four years telling everybody that disagrees with us that they're fucking racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe there will be some fucking reflection on their side, too. Because really, both sides kind of lost. Yeah. If if it goes as it is right now. Yes, everybody lost. Everybody lost, although Trump losing is a win. A a huge win. (laughs) (laughs) I... I really appreciate what you're saying. I would also like to throw in there that the the other viewpoint is that the Democrats fucked up by um, sticking so much to their thoughts that there is that I hate using the word establishment. I hate saying it because mm. Trump loves fucking saying it. <laughs> but the establishment Democrats clung to their ways. And thought, this is what we need right now. And you know what? If Biden wins, maybe they were right. Maybe if they went more into, like, the Bernie and progressive wing of the party, maybe Trump would have won. And, like, we'll never know. And you know what? As long as Trump is out. Right. Fucking I don't care. Right. But, I mean, I do care very much. I think, though, that when you look at the House races and you look at the Senate races, that's where they need to reevaluate that shit the most because you look at all of the propositions, for example, what you were talking about, mm-hmm. all of like the harm reduction policies when it comes to drugs, all of the stuff that affects, you know, prison populations. Honestly, those progressive ideals fall in line with a lot of libertarian ideals like we've talked about. So it's like, right. look at that stuff. Look at the stuff that the people are passing locally. Look at the people that they're electing locally. Like, it is a way different game than this fucking demagogue, like you said, mm-hmm. that honestly can only sign executive orders, basically, mm-hmm. and just be a fucking either idiot or inspirational person for everyone to look to. That's, like, all mm-hmm. the president does. 
maybe people should stop focusing on that shit and they should start actually thinking and talking about what their actual people and their actual districts want and what mm-hmm. they're actually voting for and and stuff might change yeah i mean you look at the uh people are uh flabbergasted that trump got so much of the hispanic vote especially in florida it's like well that's because you haven't talked to cubans in florida a lot of these people are refugees that either them or their parents came over here on a raft from cuba to escape socialism and your party joe biden has not embraced it to be fair but a good swath of the party has and he's become associated with that and right or wrong that turned a lot of people off and a lot of those people weren't straight white cisgender males and so i mean i don't know hopefully both parties reflect on it i don't i'm I'm not optimistic that they will but uh i am optimistic that uh there's going to be gridlock and nobody's going to get anything done and that's for the next two years (laughs) that's going to be amazing yeah i mean yes not amazing but i agree (laughs) but i but i agree with you i think that we're in a very like pivotal moment in our history where we can either make the choice to lean into decency or to not and like i really really just like respect you so much i respect you as well yeah yeah i I really really do like i mean having this podcast even for the amount of you know months that we've had it i've already just like my brain chemistry just is changing you know like talking to someone every week where it's like we disagree with each other on so many things some really fundamental things Uh (sighs) if people could just find a way to establish this kind of dialogue the politicians should have this established in their life every hour of their every waking life Mm -hmm. that is what their job should be and yet here we are two fucking dipshits that don't do research somehow (laughs) finding a way somehow finding a way to change the way that we like interpret the world and how other people think about things i fucking i agree (laughs) yeah when I say other people, I mean you and me. I can't. I can't speak for our listeners. <laughs> but oh, I will listen, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, th- I think you you put it best. I can't add anything to that. Yeah. So hopefully by next week. Hey, guess what? Next week, everybody, if everything goes according to plan, we've got another patron coming on. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, One of our Patreon tier. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Mr. Uh, Sh- Buckles himself. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. We got uh, a Patreon perk, everybody, <laughs> just to slip this right back into the American way. <laughs> money. If you pay enough money, you can come on the podcast and talk with us directly. And uh, one of our patrons has signed up to come and talk with us. And we'll get to hear them next week. So just going to tease that right now. That's going to be very exciting. Make sure to tune into next week's episode. We're going to hear from one of our um, wonderful listeners and get to talk talk with them and switch up the Just Stephen Jordan narrative. Is his name Sean? Yep. Sean? Yep. Yep. Um, Looking forward to having you on, Sean. If that is your real name. And we're also doing the, uh, the Hangout. Yes, the Patreon Hangout yeah. on Zoom, everybody. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. I, I think... God, we need it so bad. Ah, we have such a cool community Three of people drinks. that think it's like this. Be a happy hour. 
Yes. Themed. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be people. I mean, God, I can't wait to put Steve on the. <laughs> to, put, to just put Steve on blast and just. <laughs> yeah, just let everybody have a free for all with Steve. It'll just. <laughs> we, we talk a lot of shit, but you guys are actually pretty nice to me. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the disagreements are usually. Uh, because well you're nice. Because you're nice. We're all just eggs trying to <laughs> try not get battered. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're trying to get scrambled up in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, uh, God. Uh, all right. I love you, Steve. I love you, Jordan. I love you, America. Is it, is oh, it? God. Ew. I can't believe I just said Why? that. Because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have this constant, like, dichotomy within Be me that's like, no, but, like, I love the concept of America. I love the people that I love that live in America. I love the people that want the best for America. I, I, I say love that, that is one thing that bugs the shit out of me of, <laughs> of, of uh, like uh, the super far left people like, uh, fuck America. America's so stupid. It's like, you've never left America and 100% of your friends are American and shut up, stupid. Sure. <laughs> but I will say, I think that sentiment comes from reflecting upon the really fucked up stuff we did to even exist in the first place. The fuck that we, the fuck, whoa, the stuff that we still do to preserve the status quo mm. that allows the people to remain in power that remain in power and to continue oppressing the people that do not have power. Like, that's where anti-American sentiment comes from. It's really anti, I mean power really anti-white power honestly because that is what governs america is white power and it's fucking terrifying well i guess that's a that's a topic for another podcast yes it is but uh yeah i, I should have brought that up at the end if, uh, <laughs> if if uh if the way the numbers are looking now appear to be true it's gonna look like donald trump got a larger percentage of the non-white vote than any republicans gotten since like the 60s that's so fucking dumb <laughs> Hey, I mean, like I said, people, not everybody's on board with all this woke, make everything about race, divide everybody up into little groups thing. Like, we'll see how it goes. We'll but, talk more yeah, about that. We'll, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> yes. but, uh, love you. Love America. And uh, Jordan's going to get a gun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to I Disagree, everybody.